You're listening to an Air Books podcast. Hey guys, it's Aiden of Aiden's Books, and I'm here with Mommy. Welcome to Parenting and Bonding with Children's Books. Our episodes are recorded first via video. For the full experience, check out the video interview on my Facebook page, Aiden's Books. Next, you'll hear Mommy doing the interview. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Parenting and Bonding with Children's Books podcast. You see, we have like a new overlay, so now (laughs) it's easy for me to say which show we're doing, right? So this is the Parenting and Bonding with Children's Books podcast, and tonight we're here for a live author spotlight with Asia Dorsey Jackson. Hi, Asia. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Well, got Aiden here. He always brightens up the the camera on my end. I have a joke. Oh, you have a joke? Okay, tell Aiden. Mommy's going to get started, okay? Why do wolves hunt in packs? Okay, why do wolves hunt in packs? Because they're too chicken to go alone. (laughs) Where did you get that joke from? Nowhere. I made it up. You made it up. That was pretty good, buddy. (laughs) Thanks for sharing. <laughs> so here on the Parenting and Bonding with Children's Book podcast, we highlight books and authors that write books that we can use, of course, for bonding with our children, having better conversations with them, and helping enforce the themes that we use to, to raise our children. And so we're here tonight with Asia Dorsey Jackson, and she's a Baltimore-based author, editor, and mother of three. Um, and so after writing several books as a ghostwriter, she published her first book in 2013. Her first children's book was published in 2019, and it's called Shine, A Bedtime Story. And tonight we're here to talk about her series, The Almost Adventures of Plain Jane. So if I haven't said too much, oh, I'm sorry, before I go, I want to thank our sponsors, Teresa Miller of the Single Mom Support Group and Page, and then Vicki Goodwin of the Facebook group, Parents, Find Children's Books and Authors Here. So if you haven't checked out those groups um, yet on Facebook, make sure you do. Um, and Asia, if I haven't said too much already, tell us a bit more about yourself. Sure. Thank you for the intro. Um, yeah, so as you said, um, I am an author. I'm an editor. I'm also a ghostwriter. Um, I've been in this world of publishing and writing for almost two decades now um, on the editing and ghostwriting end. Um, started on my publishing my own books in 2013. I did a few books under a pen name as well. Um, and so in 2019, that's when I really decided to veer onto this children's book path. It was just something that I had thought about for a long time and just decided to kind of take the leap into that world. So it's been a road and a journey, but I'm I'm glad that I did it. I'm glad I'm here. Yes. And so am I. I really enjoyed. So I have The Adventures of Plain Jane. I know there's a second one out for pre-order. It's available for pre-order now. So the second one, um, The Almost Adventures of Plain Jane and the Capital B is actually um, was released last week. So now it is published and out 
um, on my site, also on Amazon um, and available for purchase. Okay. Well, we will talk about both. And before we get to that, I need to ask a young gentleman to come from under the desk. <laughs> Thank you so much. And you can head upstairs now, okay? Thank you. I'm taking pictures of myself. Here you go. <laughs> All right. Always let him know the read alouds are his thing and the podcast is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the Almost Adventures of Plain Jane. Um, do you have a copy of the book with you right now? I do. I have a copy of the most recent one. So okay. this is the, um, if you can see it, this is the one that just came out. Um, the Almost Adventures of Plain Jane and the Capital B. Wonderful. Um, so... Um, this is a series, as you said, the first one, The Almost Adventures of Plain Jane. It's about a little girl who built her own plane, um, trying to get back to her grandmother's house after her family moved and uh, built her own plane to try to get back there. So the premise of the series is that Jane is always trying to uh, go on these adventures and it's called The Almost Adventures because you see her little hiccups along the way. Yes, you see her hiccups, you see her relationship with her family, you see her love for her grandmother's mac and cheese, which, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I'm sure many people watching um, can relate to the importance of, of mac and cheese. Yes. You know, <laughs> different battles in the home. And I think, um, so Jane, like you said, she moved away. And I know that uh, she moved with her family and she was not happy about it. I love the expression of the emotion of Jane throughout the book. Um, You really, I feel like, got into how she was feeling about the different things that she was experiencing. And she was very good at expressing that. And her parents were very good at supporting that as well. Um, And I, I really enjoyed that. I really wanted all of those things to come through in the story. So I actually, when I first started writing this book, I had in mind that it would be more of like uh, a a chapter book. So I actually, when I first started writing it, um, started writing it more like a young middle grades book. And it wasn't a rhyming book. It was, you know, just me telling the story. And then as I was writing it and I was bringing out all these emotions from Jane, I was like, it's kind of sad <laughs> because, you know, it, it 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 took her from her like moving and her feelings about it and all those different things. Um, and I wanted to bring it in, but I also wanted it to be lighthearted and fun. So I changed it up and I made it a rhyming story and I made it a little bit younger and it was able to bring in that emotion that I wanted um, to be able to bring through in the story that she was feeling disconnected from her grandma and her home and she wanted to go back there. Um, but also bring in the lightness of the fun and adventure. Okay. Okay. I can see that. And I can also, I can see Jane on like a, a chapter book, a middle grade type situation. I can definitely see that. I think that people would really get involved in a different almost adventures <laughs> that mm-hmm. he has. Okay. Did you want to, because I know that, um, so the first book um, is what we were just talking about. That's the Almost Adventures of Plain Jane. The second book um, is the capital B. Did you want to show some pages or 
Yeah. Um, so the the mm-hmm. Almost Adventures of Plain Jane and the Capital B is about Jane wanting to get to a big spelling bee in Washington, D.C., and her parents can't take her. So her um, goal in this book is to get to D.C., and so you follow her as she's kind of sneaking to her plane and trying to figure out how I'm going to get to this spelling bee. Um, so we see um, Jane has a, a new friend in this book. Um, oh, so this page is actually Grandma again. I don't know if you can see Grandma. Um, but Grandma's, Grandma plays a big role in Jane's life. So we see her again here. Um Kind of bring in a friend with Nate. Try to get to the page that Nate is on. So this is Jane's friend, Nate. Um, And this is actually one of my favorite images, which opens the book, which is just her at the B or at the B with her plane. If you can see that picture. Okay. I wanted to make sure they could really see the book. So, Thank you for sharing that. It looks so cool. Um, let's talk about your illustrator because I know people are seeing pictures. I fell in love with the illustration, so I know they will. How did you find your illustrator? And what's your illustrator's name? So my illustrator is a woman named Jasmine Mills. So she illustrated both uh, books. She's an, an awesome illustrator. Mm-hmm. Um, when I So I actually found her um, on social media. Um, initially, I had been looking on Fiverr. I had been looking around um, for an illustrator, and I just love the style of the illustrations that I saw um, that she put out there. And I had a very specific vision in my mind mm-hmm. for Jane um, because Jane is actually based on my daughter when my daughter was younger. Um, so I had this picture that I I wanted to base Jane off of, but then all of the other characters and the way that it played out, it's like I had this vision in my mind of how I wanted everything to look. And I felt like when I explained it to Jasmine, like she was really able to come back and bring me things that I'm like, yes, that's exactly how it looked in my mind. Um, So it was just a really awesome process. I feel like we had a lot of chemistry as author and illustrator. So I was really excited that she was available and able to come back for the second book. And I plan, knock on wood, to to have her illustrate all the future ones because um, it's not always that you find that kind of relationship with an illustrator. Yeah, I know that it's pretty rare. So um, some of the things I've heard from some of the authors that have been published by a traditional publisher is uh, having to like let go of some of the vision that they had for their own illustrations for their book. And I know that you're a writing coach. Um, What kind of tips would you give to authors, any authors out there that are watching and looking for an illustrator? And I won't ask you a layered question, so we'll stop there. (laughs) What tips would you give for those looking for an illustrator if they're deciding to self-publish? One, you know, I think first and foremost, I would look at their past work because every artist, you know, illustrators are artists, they have a certain style. So if you have kind of a vision in mind for the style that you want, um, you know, you want to be able to see that the artist can work in that style. Um, So that's number one, just looking at their past work and seeing the style that they work in. Um, 
two, I would make sure that I I did have a vision for what I want. And even if you're not an artist, what I did with my illustrator, like I pulled together pictures of things that I had found online and just images that I thought looked cool to kind of give her an idea of what was going on in my head. Um, because if you can't really communicate what it is that you want, you most likely won't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be my second tip. And then third, and this is just something that I've seen um, kind of as an editor coming from that background and different issues that people have had is that if you're hiring some of these illustrators off of Fiverr, et cetera, et cetera, make sure that your images are original images and that what you're getting um, is not going to be used in somebody else's book or it has not already been used um, because I have seen authors in the situation where they have images in their book and then there's a whole other book with the same exact images in it. So that's something that you definitely don't want to run into. Okay. Thank you for that. Those are great tips. So for those of us that are watching that have seen um, some of the imagery in the event, the almost adventures, (laughs) look, I want her to go on adventure so bad, right? (laughs) (laughs) The almost adventure of playing Jane and we're wondering why is this book from my home? Um, you know, how can my child relate to this book? What did you really want to get across to parent and child when reading this book or this series? What I really wanted to get across was the sense of empowerment, but I wanted the empowerment to come through through the adventure. So I think that like one thing that I've seen um, in recent years that's really great. Um, for children, especially children of color, are the number of books that are empowering and that are giving children sort of affirmations um, about, you know, how they look, who they are, all of those things. And I think that that's great. Um, but what I wanted to do through the Almost Adventures of Plain Jane is really bring that in without explicitly having to come out and say, you know, you're smart, you're beautiful, but to give a really fun story. Um, and relay that empowering message through a story that's fun and through, you know, a story that has action and adventure so that kids can really see a kid in a situation, feeling empowered, being smart, doing research, believing in herself, all of these things, but they're not being hit over the head with it. It's just there. She's moving through a situation that, you know, hopefully they can visualize themselves in and feel empowered through. So that's really what I wanted to come through, through this book and hopefully what parents and children will get from it. I really think, I really think they will. I think they'll go on a journey with Jane as we did. Um, I loved how we saw her problem solve throughout the book um, on her, the journey and adventure that she took. She was trying to solve a problem. She's trying to get to her grandmom, trying to figure out like, how do I do that? Ooh, I know I'll fly. I love how she looked up examples of how she was going to build this plane. And one of my favorite pages was um, when she said, so I have some notes right here. She said, if they can fly, then why can't I? Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) I can do it too. Like, this is something that I can do. And she really set out just with materials around her home. And how many of the parents watching I know Aiden will go and grab some scissors, a cardboard box that I try my best to hide, (laughs) (laughs) some computer paper, and they will really go to town building these things around the home. And we don't want to 
um, deflate their imagination, right? We don't want mm-hmm. to, to see them like building something and they're like, oh, I can use this to fly and take that belief away from them. You know, I don't want to go off on a tangent here, but one of my favorite episodes, I grew up on SpongeBob, right? Not mm-hmm. on SpongeBob. I grew up watching SpongeBob. <laughs> but one of my favorite episodes is when they just had that box, just him and Patrick. Yes. <laughs> just had that box and they were yes. having the best adventure of their life. I mean, even people watching, like, I'm like, well, what is inside of this box? Yes. <laughs> and they're just laughing. I know the episode well. <laughs> yes. Just laughing and having a good time. And I think that this, this book encourages the problem solving. Um, it touches on so many different themes in the family, um, moving away, because there's so many times, you know. Um, all, all families are, are moving away and together and things like that, um, especially with the different losses and, and things that we dealt with um, during times of COVID. Um, you know, you see friendship in this book. And then you also see her use her creativity and imagination and discover just, you know, how smart she is within herself. And then we see that come to life. So I'm excited. I have not read Capital B yet, but I'm excited <laughs> to read it and to get to that. Um, let me see. I feel like we've talked quite a bit about the book and I feel like it, I, I lost some of the questions that I was going to ask about the book. Um, but is there anything else you want to share about your book? Um, I think just that, you know, again, those family relationships are also, another piece of the book that I really wanted to bring through. So um, in the Almost Adventures, you see Jane, um, you know, her interactions with her grandma, of course, but also her mom and dad, um, and then her sister. So, you know, not to give the whole book away, but she and her sister are, you know, at at odds a bit in this book. Um, in the capital B, you see more of their relationship. Um, And I also have kind of worked to build out this world a little bit. So the capital B has this little companion story that's free told from her sister's perspective. So you get to see more of this world that Jane is in and the relationships that she has, because in addition to just her adventurous spirit, spirit, um, you know, I wanted to show the the strength of family relationships and then those multi-generational relationships, which we see um with her grandmother yes and you know we just did you know we just passed grandparents day it was on the 12th so this is a a great book if you're still looking for titles um to share either for you just to read to your children or maybe to buy for grandmom or, or you know grandpop's house this would be a great book for that um to really hone in on that relationship um let me see so just to oh and i have to tell you guys about this book when you when you get it there's a bit of history in the back of the book that asia has added in for us um on pilots uh black black pilots african american pilots um bessie coleman the tuskegee airmen so you'll get a bit of history along with this book and i just think that that's beautiful what drove you to put that in the back of the book um, I just wanted to take it beyond the story. So it's like she goes on this adventure um, and then you see in that page that you mentioned where she's saying, um, if they can fly, then why can't I? Mm-hmm. I wanted to show, even though in the picture you kind of see little images of people there, I wanted to show like these are inspirations that she drew on 
um, when she was finding her courage to do what it was that she did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to bring that into also show like, you know, we have this history, we have heroes that aren't always talked about that we can pull from in the past. Um, and that's something I also tried to bring into the capital B as well. Um, the back of that book to also just bring in some more of the history um, around the spelling bee, around DC, et cetera. So um, that's something I plan to keep constant throughout the series as well. You know, and I love that for a number of reasons. Phil, watch and let us know. Do you pay attention to the back of the book, like the author's note and the different information that the that the author gives? I love it for two reasons. One, because it really gives us a way to be able to dive into nonfiction, which is uh, an area that a lot of parents are afraid to dive into for story time. I mean, nonfiction can really be as exciting as a fiction book, depending on how you approach it. And when you read a book like this, and then you read a nonfiction book or page or um, or excerpt, you know, whatever you choose to read to your child, it's a nice little segue from a fun, imaginative storyline over to um, some nonfiction for them to be able to learn about their or somebody else's history, right? Um, and then the other reason I love the author's notes and things in the back of the book because it really gives us more insight into the why into the why of the author and how the story um, came about and what it is that they would like us to to focus on. So thank you for taking the extra time of putting that information in the back of the book. Thank you. Really appreciate that. So if you guys are looking, and I know you are looking for Asia's work, visit her website at asiadorseyjackson.com. And I'll leave that up there for a couple seconds. And you can find her on Instagram at Asia D. Jackson. Okay. Um, So where are your books available? I know they're on Amazon. They're on Amazon and they're on my site right now. Um, The Almost Adventures of Plain Jane is is pretty much everywhere. So you can find it also on barnesandnoble.com. The newest book right now is just on Amazon and on my website. Okay. So I'll leave that website up there. And so um, I don't want to hold you for too long, but I did want to talk about because I know. um, So in our group, if you guys aren't in our group already, it's for the love of children's books. We have a mixed group, right, for a reason. So we have parents and then we have children's books authors that may also be parents that are in the group. Um, And the reason why we bring these two together is because we really believe that. Books are magic. I say that all the time, right? Books are magic. (laughs) And they can really increase the bond that we have with our children in our homes. They lead to better conversations with our children. And when we really hone in on the themes in the children's books, um, it can just create a a better experience in the home, like communication with our children. And the right books can uh, do so many different things, right? Um, So we really want to get to know the authors that write these books, find out the reasons why they write them, and really get into the why behind it. Um, and so because we have so many authors in our audience, you know, they have needs as well. And Asia, as a writing coach, um, I just wanted to see if you can give us a little bit more information about what else you do besides being a children's book author. So um, as you said, I'm a writing coach, I'm an editor, and I'm a ghostwriter. Um, so those three things um, really occupy kind of my full-time work. Um, as a writing coach, I work with 
authors that want to get their book published that maybe have an idea that really don't know how to go from sort of that idea to publication and, and where they are in the process. Um, I meet them there. Um, I'm also an editor. I've edited lots of children's books and lots of other types of books. Um, so, you know, in that process, it's really taking something that's um, maybe a diamond in the rough and massaging it to getting it to publishing um, quality and publishing standards. Um, so I really just kind of love being in this world and helping authors to go on the same journey that I've been on and helping take authors down that road that I've been down. Mm-hmm. I really, really appreciate that experience. Thank you so much, Asia. Thank you. Is there anything else you wanted to share? Um, just that, you know, we talked a lot about the book. You can find the book um, on my site and on Amazon. But also, again, I love helping authors. I love working with authors. I have lots of information on my site about the publishing process as well as on my Instagram. Um, and if there are authors out there who have questions, I'm always really happy to um, answer questions about the whole process. So love to share that as well. And your Instagram is full of information. And that reminds me, thank you, that I wanted to ask you. You had this big, bold question on your LinkedIn bio. LinkedIn, um, bio. Is traditional or self-publishing better in 2021? What's your, your opinion on that? So my answer to that really is that it depends on your goals. And people always think that because I'm a self-publisher that I would say, yes, self-publishing, you know. But I think that this is a path that not everybody is um, is ready to go down, you know, or and, and it's not one that's for everybody. So I think that, um, you know, if you're very entrepreneurial and if, you know, you are really ready to kind of start your own business, that's what self-publishing is, um, then that may be the route for you. But if it's something that you're passionate about, but you don't want that business in, then maybe look into traditional publishing. And, and my feeling also is that there's not one answer for everybody. And some authors do both. Um, so there might not just be one answer for you. So it's really just do your research. Um, think about who you are in this publishing world and make your decision based on that. Great answer. Thank you for that. And thank you, everybody, for watching. Thank you, Asia, for joining us. Thank you. Um, thank you again. Let me throw her website up here while I'm closing this out. So I just wanted to say thank you again to Teresa Miller of the Single Mom Support Group and Paige and to Vicki Goodwin of Parents Find Children's Books and Authors Here. And everybody have a wonderful night. If you're if you're catching us live, hashtag live, I'm too late saying that. But if you catch us on the replay, let us know that you watch. We would love to know that you're here. Um, and everybody have a great night. Thank you. Thank you.